Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Thursday, June the 17th, wherever you are, when you hear this, when this comes to you, I wish you every, every blessing, every joy. I, I certainly hope you uh, know of God's great love for you this day. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that today. Really, that's maybe the preeminent thing upon which we're going to stand and I invite us to just chew on it and ponder it and meditate on it and embrace it because our God loves us that much. So how are we going to convey that? Well, let's look at it through the lens of the gospel today. Again, Matthew chapter 6, we're going to do that little part. Remember yesterday I said there was a part in the middle. We went 1 through 6 and then skipped a part and then went 16 through 18, which is very odd. Uh, especially when we're going through the Sermon on the Mount. Well, today is the skipped part, and we're going to talk about prayer, particularly the Lord's Prayer. So Matthew chapter 6, verses 17 to 15. Let's uh, break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples in praying, Do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the truth is, my friends, and you know this well, there is nothing that I can say that is going to trump what we just heard. Uh, all I'm going to try to do is, is I'm going to try to make two major points here today. Um, but honestly, these words stand on their own. And, and it is these words, of course, we should chew on. Now, the danger is, uh, if you're like me, and I, and I think you know, it's just being human, we've heard these words so many times that we don't even pay attention to them. Remember, I used that example, this was months ago, driving to work. I've driven that, that stretch of road so many times that I don't even pay attention to it anymore. I don't look to see what is new. I don't look to see what is old. You know, things that I may not have seen there all along the way, the beauty that awaits, but I simply don't look anymore because I think I know it. I think this prayer is kind of like that. I think we think we know it. And, um, and I think that's, there's so much more there. I think the, the depth of what our God invites us to in these words. Of course, the risk is, you know what? I've said it literally 
thousands and thousands of times in my life. You may even have started hearing this gospel today and heard these words and kind of done, you know, did a, I'm going to check out for a minute because I know this, I'll check back in at the end. Um, It's easy to do, and that's the trap. So let's unpack it. Um, There are few times in the gospel, very few, as a matter of fact, that Jesus commands us anything. The first that that I think of anyway is John's gospel, chapter uh, 15, 16. Forgive me, I should have looked it up beforehand. uh, In his Last Supper discourse, which we went through recently, right? Where Jesus says, uh, this I command you, love one another as I have loved you. It's the one commandment he left us with in John's gospel. You know, they talked about all the other ones, but that was his commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Uh, another commandment I can think of in uh, the synoptics, not in John's gospel, but in the synoptics, is uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where Jesus commands, take this and eat. This is my body given up for you. Do this in memory of me. So he doesn't use the word commandment like he does in John 15. Uh, But he does say, listen, I'm asking you to do this. Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body. This is my blood, which we shed for the new, you know, the covenant, uh, the new and everlasting covenant, uh, so that sins may be forgiven. Do this. Do this. Again, the words commandment aren't there, but he's saying do this. So, Let's talk about this. this. This, I'd say, would be the third one. And again, he doesn't use the word commandment. But, but he says distinctly, this is how you are to pray. This is how you are to pray. Now, let's put it in a context. And the context, of course, is yesterday's gospel. And, and uh, so here's what we hear. Again, it's the Ash Wednesday gospel, right? We, we heard it. But Jesus uses the, the almsgiving. You know, hey, when you're giving alms, don't blow trumpets like they do in the temple. You know, we've all seen it. Uh, they, they blow the trumpets so, so then, you know, everybody will see them when they give. But when you give, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And, and when you fast, don't, you know, um, put on a sad face and, and look gloomy and, uh, and disheveled so that others may know you are fasting. Indeed, you know, they've got their reward. Why? Because they wanted the... the the recognition of others to say, ah, oh, there's a holy person, they're fasting. You know, but when you fast, basically he's saying to us, bathe, shower, wash your hair, uh, wash your face, put on good clothes so that your father knows you're fasting. Nobody else does. And it's the prayer part. This is the middle part, right? So he doesn't even get to the fasting part for the context. I guess I shouldn't even have gone there because that's after this gospel. But it's the prayer part. So he goes with the almsgiving, then he goes with prayer. He says, when you pray, don't stand on the corner like hypocrites, you know, that they may be seen praying. Uh, you know, again, that's their, that's their goal. Uh, they have their reward. Why? Because people look at them and say, ah, oh, there's a holy person. There's a prayerful person. There's a faith-filled person. But when you pray, go into your inner room uh, and, and uh, your father uh, who hears you, uh, he knows what, what you need and, and pray. And it's, and it's at this point that Jesus goes into this gospel today. So it's after saying, listen, don't go out in the street corners. You don't need that. 
Um, but in praying, he says, don't babble like the pagans. Don't go out there. Don't just by multiplicity of words think we're going to do it. Heck, Jill, by multiplicity and length of podcast, don't think it's any better. Um, but your father, this, these are the words. Oh, they're so good. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then he gives what I'll say is that commandment. This is how you are to pray. And he gives us the Lord's Prayer. Now, my friends, does that mean that's the only type of prayer we can do? That, that we should only be doing this prayer and not other? Well, of course, the answer is no. But, but we should mine the depths of this prayer. Um, because all of our other prayer, I think, needs to find its, its um, I don't know, the mold, the, uh, the idea, the direction uh, of what this, where this prayer is inviting us. And all other prayer around it should, should be in a similar manner, in a similar mold, going in a similar place, in a similar direction. Does that make sense? So yes, of course we pray in all kinds of manners of being. And how you pray may be different than how I pray, because God made us differently. But this prayer has to be foundational in terms of what it is. So let's, I'm not going to break it open line by line. That would take us, you know, a two-hour podcast. And frankly, you're, you're just as capable of doing that as I am. Like I said, two things that I want to ponder. And the first is this, the, two first, the, the first two words, our Father, our Father. First of all, you see the fact that it's our, that, that what we're talking about here, brothers and sisters, is a, is a plurality uh, it is not a singular prayer. It is not prayed just by you or just by me. Otherwise, we would use the term my father. That would almost seem possessive, wouldn't it? Our father. It reminds us of the communal nature, not only of the prayer itself, but of the communal nature of who we are, that we live in the midst of a family. And that doesn't mean just my relationship with Renee and my children. That family is the family of faith, the family of believers here on earth, the family of all those who are children of our father who extends far beyond, I think far beyond not only my knowledge, but far beyond whatever boundaries I set up, because I think our God is the great bringer down of walls. And, and I think we're going to be surprised in the kingdom who's in that family, um, allow ourselves to be. But the fact that it is a plurality. Um, but Father is the one I wanted to focus on with this first point. Um, and listen, I'm going to be right up front and honest. If you come from a place where you have not experienced a loving father, please, please, please don't let that stop you from, from hearing the prayer. Of course, you know this, and I know this. The, the word Jesus used here was Abba, Daddy. He's talking about uh, a, a sentimental term. He's talking about an intimate term that is not a stern, external, distance-creating father, but this is, is a parent I mean, if, if indeed you come from a place where, where my father was stern or my father was distant or my father was not caring or loving, and that image is hard for you, think of your mother. Think of, of a loving uh, a person that is that intimate to you that you would coin uh, a name for them, maybe Nana or, or, or whoever that would be. Because that's what Jesus is doing here. I'm not trying to be, you know, fringy here. I'm trying to be honest. Let's point to where he is. And he's pointing to this intimate place, an intimate, loving, understanding relationship. Uh, Abba, our daddy, our daddy. 
And here's, here's where I want to go with this first point. And I want to go back to yesterday. And I meant to say this yesterday. I got done with my podcast. And I was like, Joe, you just talked for 22 minutes. God bless you that you had to listen to that. And, and I didn't even say the point that I meant to when I started. And that point is this. Brothers and sisters, Jesus uses three examples. Giving alms. Praying on street corners. Giving alms with, with trumpets, right? Uh, praying on street corners fasting, all. And right after all those things, he says, you know, they blow trumpets so others, so they may be seen. Or, or praying on street corners so others may see them. Or fasting so that they may be noticed in some form or fashion of that. What is going on in our hearts, yours and mine, as human beings? Because he's naming a truth. He really is. What is going on in our hearts that we need to look elsewhere for that approval? I don't care what, what you name. I mean, it is not just contained to almsgiving, praying, and fasting. It's contained to, you know, it could be anything, anywhere, anytime. Why do I look outside myself for the approval of others to feel okay about who I am? And why do you do that? Because we all do it. It's so real. Jesus, it's, it's, it's hidden in plain sight. Jesus names a truth of, of our, our humanity. And he says to us here in this prayer, and, and what I do, the fact that he's calling him daddy, he's saying, our daddy, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. He's talking about that place. You remember how yesterday we said, uh, or even today I've referenced it. He says, when you pray, don't, don't go out there where everybody can see you. He says, go to your inner room. Check it out. I'm not making that up. Go to your inner room. Now, we may think, you know, that means my place, uh, my home, and, and my, my uh, office or, or bedroom or whatever that is that, that's in room. You know what? True. Certainly. Certainly it's both and. But your inner room, brothers and sisters, my inner room, it's that holy of holies within ourselves. It's that place where we all carry that, that divine spark within us, not by our own means. It doesn't mean we're God. It means by the grace of God, but that, that, the, by the baptism in, in, in Jesus Christ. We carry the divine within us by God's grace. He's saying, go to that place. Go to that place. That place, brothers and sisters, where we can take off our masks. That place where we don't need to bring pretense. That place where we, we can be vulnerable. And we don't need to live in illusion anymore. That we can live in truth. And we can just allow ourselves to be. Go to that place. And your father who sees in heaven, who already knows what you want, he's going to love you in that place. Remember I talked about the chaos of the manger yesterday. That God, God knew exactly what he was being born into. But yet we, Francis and Therese, I think we're spot on. We're the ones that struggle with this or create illusion. They, that can't be me, this messy, chaotic. Well, it's me. I don't know if it's you. I think it's you. I know it's me. I know it's me. And I hate all those masks and, and that pretense and the illusion and the things I hide behind, and the, be it titles or actions or, or whatever, because it's all vapor. It's all mist. It all goes away. It's illusion. And here's my point. Go to that inner room and let your daddy, your nana, your mommy, your, your loving parent love you in the midst of your chaos with your masks off, with your pretense and illusion placed to the side. 
Let them love you there. And, and trust me, challenge me to let God love me there too. Because if we can do that, brothers and sisters, what Jesus is saying is we don't need to blow horns before we give alms. We don't need to play that game. We don't need to pray on street corners because I don't need the approval of those other people anymore. And when we find ourselves going in that pattern again, and we will because we're human, what that means is we haven't been back to that inner room and we need to go back to that inner room. And our Father, who knows what we need before we ask him, it isn't just I need um, to get out of this situation in which I'm in. I need uh, a bank account that gives me some hope there. I need uh, a friend here, whatever it is. What do we need ultimately on that day? I need to remember who I am, which is your child of a loving daddy, of a loving nana, of a loving mommy. Because it's real and it's true and it's the essence of this prayer. It's the essence of it. It's the foundation. The second thing I'll say, and it won't be as long as the first because I don't want this to be 22 minutes again. I'm not paying attention to the, to the clock, so I ask your forgiveness if it is. Here's my point, second point. You know when Jesus had the um, uh, Pharisee come up to him or the, the rich young ruler? Hey, it, was, it depends on the gospel we look at. And he says, what's the greatest commandment? Scribe of the law, maybe it was. And he says, listen, the first one is the Shema. We've talked about that. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Gave them two. He said the law rests on on everything, meaning the law, the first five books of the Bible, all their 613 commandments, they rest on those two. Love of God, love of neighbor, which, by the way, we can't love our neighbor without loving ourselves. The brilliance of Jesus the succinctness of Jesus in taking the law there. That's what we see in the Lord's Prayer here too, isn't it? The first half is all God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, not mine. Thy kingdom come, not mine. Thy will be done, not mine, on earth as it is in heaven. It's all about you. Lord, may you be the essence, the foundation uh, upon which I stand, the center upon which I revolve around, around which I revolve. And, and when I forget, and I'm going to, help me, Lord, go back to that place, that inner room, to remember who I am, so I don't have to, to go back to the games, and I don't have to have it be about myself, because that's, I'm just, you know, throwing up a wall. I'm just throwing up illusion for other people that they can like that. But that's a, that's a taskmaster, isn't it? It's, it's a hard one. Because you may like me today, but i got to put it up again tomorrow equally as well, if not better, because you got to like me tomorrow too. Whereas God loves us always in the midst of it. Second half of that prayer, it is about us, and it's about, about others. Um, give us this day. Again, not just me, us. Uh, those near me, uh, near to me, those not near me, uh, our daily bread. And forgive us. And, and what do we need? Maybe I need to go to my inner room. Maybe that's what I'm praying for. Help me remember, Lord. Maybe that's what I need today to remember who I am. And I don't have to go about jumping through these hoops again. Maybe I need hope in the midst of a hopeless situation. Maybe I need a friend to walk with me in the midst of it. You know all that stuff. God knows what we need before we ask. Give us what we need. Give us what we need. And I praise and thank you that you know what that is. And forgive us. <laughs> Remember that uh, the uh, par- not the, even the parable. It was, it was actual. The people, you know, had the, the paralytic and, and let him down through the roof, put him to Jesus. 
And what's the first thing Jesus said to him? My, my friend, my son, your sins are forgiven you. You know, and then after the sins are forgiven, that's when he tells him to rise, pick up his mat and walk. Only after. What do you see? Because he knows at base our sins are what, what uh, bind us. You know, our actions come out of that. And that unbinds us and it frees us. Forgive us our sins as we do the same for others. As we're a conduit of that grace, lead us not into temptation. You know what's out there, Lord, in front of me. You know, shield me from that and deliver me from the evil one. Keep me safe from it and, and safe from those voices in my head that penetrate through constantly. And then he talks here at the end, and this is where I'll stop, about, you know, listen, if you forgive others, God's going to forgive you. If you don't, God's not going to forgive you either. I don't think God's, that's God being reactive to us. It easily comes across that way in, in Scripture. I, I don't think that's what God is. I don't think God is reactive to us. I think the deal is this. The flow of grace through us is, is how it is. The more I am open to the grace of God, the more that fills me, the more I can, I can give that to others. And I become, to use that word again, that conduit through which I give that grace. Forgive me, Lord, I need it. Once that's taken off my shoulders, help me freely give that same thing to others. But when I judge others or f- think they're foolish or murder them in my mind or think whatever thoughts about them that disconnect me, that stops the flow of God's grace. Not because God's saying, well, I'm not going to give you any more grace. I stop it. I stop it. And there's a natural repercussion of that. And that is that, 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 that all of a sudden I carry, I place myself in that prison, right? It's not that God can't, you know, forgive me anymore. It's that I choose to stop the flow of God's grace. And so when we are in that place, we again need to go to that inner room and open ourselves up and remember who we are, remember that grace in which we stand, which we need, and get that grace flowing through us again. Because when we stop it, it is stopped for them and for us in the world. And we suffer. We suffer. Brothers and sisters, there's so much more here to this, and you deserve so much more. But this is where I'm going to stop. Um, and I hope and pray again that I've done nothing to get in the way of your, your uh, enjoyment of this prayer and your, and your uh, love of it. Um, just chew on whatever it is out of this today. Uh, I invite you to do that as well, uh, just so you and I stay in that command, if I can use that word, that utterance of Jesus. This is how you are to pray. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration of Jesus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, be well. Thank you for being present today and walking through this wonderful scripture with me. I wish you the best Thursday, and I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. God's peace.